you today. I want you to stand for the reading of the word one more time. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take him unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? Notice that question. And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, Thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out unto all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And they all stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where there was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. I want to talk to you today about Mama's oil. You may be seated. Never spoke from this subject on a Mother's Day, but here we are. So put yourself quickly in the shoes of this widowed mother. This mother whose husband had died, and you were left, she was left, with a substantial amount of debt to pay off in hopes to raise enough money to pay off the debt. So what'd she do? What anybody else would do? She probably liquidated all of her belongings besides what seems to a useless jar of oil. That's all she had left. And when you don't have enough money to pay off your debt, it's a bad thing. And so this lady was in a strait. And on top of these circumstances, the bill collector now, he, he wants the rest of his money and she sold everything that she knows to sell. And so he says, I'm coming for your children. And they'll be stripped away from you. And they'll become slaves. You can't fathom the idea of your two precious children being taken away from you. But it seems that your only, that's your only option. And so you decide to talk to a man called Elisha, a man of God, hoping there is something he can do for you. But in his hands, but his hands are tied, or should I say, and he doesn't know how to help you. And in devastation, you pick up your things and you prepare to leave. But then Elisha quickly asks this woman a question, and he, he says this to her. What do you have in your house? What's in your house? And the question of the prophet resounds across time because What's in our house is so very, very important. 
If we are going to save our children, Mom, it begins with what do you have in your house? Stay with me for a few moments here today. So you've got to understand the point of this text, that the mother was able to save her children, provide for the future, and bless her community only because of one pot of oil in her house. The oil is the only thing that she said to the prophet, that's the only thing I have is a, if I could say it this way, a jar of oil. Now, I've never noticed these things before I did the study in this past week on, on this story. When you, when you hear this lady say, all I have is a jar of oil, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Until you look at the few words that I read to you in the Scriptures that said her husband had died and he was a servant to the prophet and obviously he was a priest and she had what he had left behind as a priest. If you go study the Hebrew, it's very strong, Hebrew, it's very strong indication that this all was not cooking oil. This was anointed, anointing oil that was, that was given by God and instruction by God in Exodus chapter 20. And so when you realize the value of the oil that she has, she perhaps had sold everything. I mean, she got rid of the laptop. She got rid of the Xbox. She got rid of the iPad. She got rid of the furniture, the cell phones, the jewelry, everything she could. She sold it. I'm just putting it in our perspective. But she had this jar of oil that was important to her, no doubt, because her husband had died. And he was, no doubt, according to study, a priest because he was the servant of Elisha. And she said, you know my husband and how he served you well. Go read it for yourself. It's in those little hidden things that we don't often get out. And the, uh, the, the guide in Israel told us while we were there, he said, don't just read the Scriptures. You've got to read between the lines. So I'm reading between the lines this morning to, to help you to understand. But now her creditors are there. She don't have any hope. She don't have any way to turn. And so she says, all I have is a jar of oil. And so he says to her, I want you to go and borrow vessels from everybody in the community. Now she lived among the priesthood. She wasn't made to move because her husband died. She lived in a community of priests. She perhaps may have been the only one that had that valuable oil. He didn't tell her to get rid of it. He just said, go borrow vessels from everybody else and bring them to get your children to go out and get them and bring them to you. And then he said, I want you to shut the door to your house. And I want you to pour that oil in those vessels. Ladies and gentlemen, that one jar of oil filled up one vessel and then another 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 until every vessel that they could borrow, no matter how, how it looked, no matter what it was, it was full. Here's this mama, this mama 
that took her oil, her prized possession. If I could put it to you this way, her legacy. And she's pouring her legacy in vessels. And her children are being taught. At the very moment that she's for you, go study. I dare you to study that scripture. He tells her, shut the door and teach your children. Let your children watch you do this because this is going to be a miracle. And you're going to need more to talk about in the future than just starving to death and being turned, your children being turned into bondmen or slaves, if you please. I've come to preach to you on this morning. Mama, you got oil in your house. Mama, you got some legacy in your life. You got some things that you need to pour in the vessel and you need to give to those that are following in your footsteps. Thank you, Jadison, for a beautiful talk this morning. Thank you for what you said. But let me tell you about that young lady. I was sitting in my office, in case you don't know it. I got cameras I can see all over this church. I can see if you pick your nose or, or, or scratch or anything else. And I looked up on a Sunday morning a few Sundays ago, and Jansen was right here, and her three little kids lined up. Got here at 8.30 for choir practice or music practice. And she's standing right here. The beautiful little girl runs up. And, 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 and Jansen's kneeling down singing and trying to fix hair and trying to get her kids all ready for church and keep them ready for church. You know what? That's called pouring your legacy out. That's called pouring oil in somebody else's vessel. Because let me tell you what happened. I'm hurrying today. There's a whole lot more I could preach. But let me tell you what happened to that oil. That oil didn't stay in her house. If you notice, those vessels were borrowed, and then she turned around and sold them. How do you sell borrowed stuff? I've had people do me that way before. Borrow something and sell it off. But here's a woman that borrowed vessels and then sold it back into the community. And the, the, not empty, but sold it back to him with precious ointment and precious oil. Can I tell you today that you're not just investing in right now. You're investing in your community. You're investing in the future. You're investing in your life. You're investing in what's going to make your children great in the days to come. It's not about being a politician. It's not about uh, I've heard a country song. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. It's not about being a cowboy. It's about being a Christian. It's about loving God. It's about knowing truth. It's about doing the things that pour into them. Mama, you need to take your precious ointment today. And you need to pour it in some vessels on this Sunday morning. I'm preaching to somebody here today. It's never too late. Somebody shout, it's never too late. You say, my kids are grown. You still their mama. My mother thinks I'm still six. She ain't too busy to tell me what to eat and what not to eat. If I got any kind of ailment at all, she's not too busy to prescribe the solution. And she's a a Facebook junkie. She gets all that stuff. She reads Googles and all that stuff. She's I guarantee there's not an 87-year-old anywhere else that, 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 Using an iPhone like her. I'm burying them. When you die, I'm telling you right now, if I'm still alive, which I probably won't be, I'm laying that phone in your casket. 
you can text me at some point in time. That's my mama. But you know what? She cares about her children, and so do you. I said, so do you. So if you care, mama. And this mama said, my boys are about to be taken away. I can't pay my bills. I've been astray here, prophet of God. What do I need to do today? He said, well, what have you got in your house? She said, just all. He said, get that all. And I'm going to have you to borrow vessels, pour it wherever you can pour it. And then don't just give it back. You sell it. Pay off your debt and live on the rest of it. Am I making sense to you today? Is there anybody here that understands that it's not, it's not just about having kids. Your children are a heritage of the Lord. God gave you those babies. You have a responsibility to pour the all, the precious ointment upon their lives and to put something in them that they won't ever forget. Let me tell you something. There wasn't a question about where we were going on Sunday. There wasn't a question about where we were going on Wednesday. There wasn't a question about what we were going to do with our lives. Mike and Gay and I I'll tell you if they were here they'd testify with me today mama said we's going to church mama said we's going to do this and we're going to do that and we weren't going to, we're going to be involved in the kingdom of God at the day because of the lady that sits right here and my dad who has gone on I'm here to preach to you on a Sunday morning that all is still going that all is still burning that legacy still alive it's only because somebody Pour the all in my life. Pour the all in my vessel. I pray, Mother, that you would take it as a responsibility today. It's not just about saving your kids from predators. It's about saving their life and saving their soul. That may have been all she had, but, Brother, did God turn it into a great thing. Amen. Go study the Scripture. Go study that that text, that passage. I don't have time to pull every nugget out of there today. I just wanted to give you a few things that would help you, Mama. I'm preaching to you today. It's your day, and we honor you, and we love you. Where would we be without praying moms? Where would we be without godly women? Where would we be without people of faith? Women of faith. Women have a great part. Amen? I said women have a great part. Women have a great part. Not only in the church, but in our lives. They're not the head of the house. Woman was made from a man, and the Bible calls them the weaker vessel. If in your house the woman is a stronger vessel, something ain't right. Y'all want me to preach? Y'all want to mess around here today? Sir, you got to be the man. But mama, you got a responsibility. You are important. I can take you to the Scriptures and show you women of God and women of faith that made a lasting a lasting mark upon the world and upon the future and upon history because women are important. I told, I told Adam Daniels in, in his wedding a week or so ago, I said, Adam, let me give you a GEism. 
and I gave it to him. My dad, I heard him tell many, and probably some of you that sit right here under the sound of my voice, before he would walk through those doors, usually those doors, and, and walk up on this stage, he'd say, son, let me give you a little, little advice. You know, the men always walk in together. And he'd say, let me give you a little bit of advice. And he'd, they'd say, what is it? He said, if you treat her like a thoroughbred, she won't act like a nag. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That's what the Bible said. But it also says, women, submit yourselves unto your husband. Look, this is not, this is all together. God didn't pull a woman out of a man's foot. He pulled a woman out of a man's side. And she is to be a helpmeet and beside him. Not under him, but beside him. But mother, do you realize the responsibility you took on when you brought those children into that world? That daddy will never have a mother's love. That mother's love is bigger and stronger than any love that you can imagine. And you know it if you're a mother. You love your kids. You don't care what. And that's called unconditional love. You love your kids no matter how bad they are. No matter where they've been. No matter what they've done. You know what I'm going to advise you to do this morning? Keep loving them. And keep praying for them. And keep pouring all upon them. And keep pouring it out in the vessel. Because they're coming home. And they're coming back to what they know. My wife quoted it this morning. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart. I'm still preaching that. I'm still believing that. And I still stand upon that promise of the Word of God today. I don't care. Look, my kids are not perfect. They're far from it. And I was far from perfect. But if we keep loving and we keep pouring and we keep believing and we keep building and we keep pouring that all out, I'm telling you God is going to take all the creditors out of your life. I'm not talking about literally. I'm talking about spiritually today. And your child is going to walk out on top. And your child is going to stand before him just. And your child is going to be a winner in life. Because, Mama, your all is important. Stand with me all over this house today. i got 12 pages of note. I preached about three of them. Serious. What do you want to happen to your children, Mom? Here's what the Bible said. Your children are like arrows in a bow. Maybe you don't understand. If I stand up here with a bow today with an arrow and I point toward that block on the back wall, that's where the arrow's going. If I point it up here toward this screen, that's where the arrow's going. Are you, are you hearing me? You have the alternative. You have the right to point them. You know, you may not watch Facebook but or may not read Facebook, but i tell you what I put on there a week or two ago. Somebody else wrote it. I didn't. But a study shows that like .002% of 
kids become professional athletes. Say, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is not many kids are going to become professional athletes. But you think that some parents think they are. There's a very slim chance. But there's a 100% chance that they're going to stand before God. So you decide which more important. As for me, I'm pouring oil in my kids. I'm pouring oil in my grandkids. I'm going to fill their vessels up with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to fill their vessels up with the right living. You've got to decide what's most important in your life. You've got to decide where you want your kid to go. It's your child, wherever you point them, wherever you point them. I never recall, never one time in my life, in a few days I'll be 66 years old. Yes. I'm getting some government money back. Yes. Age is just a number. Don't worry about that. I'm still good to go. Let me just tell you something today. Hear me right now. Never one time in my life did I wake up on Sunday morning, look at my mama, and say, are we going to church today? That ain't happening in the chance household. Say, well, big deal. Well, here's the big deal. My brother's a preacher. I'm a preacher. My sister's a preacher's wife. Pretty big deal. She's never got one of us out of jail. Ain't never one of us been on drugs. We've never, none of us had a nicotine problem or an alcohol problem. Did she raise perfect kids? Uh-uh. If you knew me very well, you know that ain't true. I was mean as a snake. Fight at the drop of your hat. Closest I ever come to going to jail was throwing water balloons off an overpass and broke a windshield in a car when I was a teenage boy. Juvenile officer said, Son, did you learn anything? I said, Yes, sir, I did. He said, What did you learn? I said, I learned the difference, sir, between a spanking and a whipping. That's my criminal activity in life. You know why I'm here today? Because they pointed me in the right direction. And they took what they had in their house and they poured it in me. And they poured it in my vessel. And it's all over my family. And it's all over my brother's family. And it's, you know why he's here today? Because of, of the legacy that we have. It went from him, or from them, to my brother, to him. You know why I'm here today? Because of them. You know why my kids are here today? Because of them. You say, well, it goes further. It goes even back to old Papa Long, Mom, who was Solomon Long. Solomon was his name. When he'd go in a restaurant, he'd pray. He'd pray so loud he'd embarrass you. I can remember what he said. I've been there. I remember. I was just a kid when he died. But you know what he said? God for your many blessings. God for your many blessings. They asked him to pray one time on the lake for the food, a sandwich, Brother Steve, while he was fishing. And he, the whole lake lit up. And everybody and everywhere looked around and see what was going on. Think I'm ashamed of that? No. Not on your life. My daddy wasn't a governor. My daddy wasn't a president. 
my daddy wasn't a senator or a congressman or a mayor. He was higher than all of that. He was a preacher of the gospel. And let me tell you something. The only reason I'm here is because of a praying mama and a praying daddy. You think it's not a responsibility? I'm telling you today. You better go get the oil off the shelf and you better gather up some vessels and get your kids in your house and say, honey, this is what it's all about. I love you. I'm through. I hope you have a happy Mother's Day. It's 1117. I want you to go to find you a place to eat. And then, Mama, you don't do nothing today but give orders. It's your day. I thought every day was Mother's Day. <laughs> I love you all. Pour the oil out. Have a happy Mother's Day.